Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Raleen Marks, a very, very good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I think, you know, that's the question we all ask ourselves every all day. How we, we're doing moment, moment to moment. Moment yeah. to moment. Right now, I've just had a, a cup of coffee, so I'm reasonably okay. Well, then don't go onto Twitter because you'll see there that Tuli Madoncela says, stop the killing, and then posts a video of Roger Waters. S- say that again? <laughs> yeah, this part hard to believe. Tuli Madoncela, the South African, uh, I don't know, jurist and and uh, one-time hero, yesterday's hero, uh, quote saying, stop the killings in Gaza, and then puts a video of Roger Waters there as if to prove everything, which unfortunately it well, does more. Says. Yeah, exactly. Nothing says it more. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 nothing says I'm the public protector and I have everybody's uh, concerns and safety at heart in posting the poster child for anti-Semitism and massacre denial like Roger Waters. Uh, I would ask Tuli Madoncela, Tuli, I hope you're listening. I'm an Israeli woman, an Israeli woman whose sisters suffered indescribable indignity, rape, murder, mutilation. The media is all over it. Why aren't you? Mm. And it's interesting because I was uh, telling listeners earlier for the very first time, 61 days since this war began, since this attack on October the 7th, BBC leading with Hamas raped and mutilated women on the 7th of October. It took 61 days, but they finally got there. It only took 61 days. Listen, some some other women's organizations uh, cannot bring themselves to, to say anything. Um, they feel that it, it may be necessary just to put this as a footnote in a newsletter. So how do you deal with this? I mean, you you are very involved with a number of women's movements in Israel and, in fact, around the world. How How does this impact on these types of organizations moving forward? Because... This is, this is, this is significant damage. And a year from now and two years from now or five years from now, I don't know that things will ever go back to what they were. What are your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, we do not remain silent. We show up to, to, to fight them at every opportunity and we make sure that we remain the voices of our sisters, our daughters, our mothers that were so brutally raped and mutilated on the 7th of October. And I will continue to talk about this because people need to internalize what Israeli women went through. Uh, you know, we know the horror stories that took place on, on the kibbutz, but the but rape, gender-based violence as a weapon of war was specifically used, was specifically deployed against is, Israeli women and girls and some men, according to some reports, yeah, uh, yeah. and was done so gleefully. You know, we live in a world where there is a lot of sensitivity to injustices uh, uh, for women, injustices for minority, but when it comes to the horrific injustices for, for the Israeli people, and I include in this my Bedouin brothers and sisters, uh, Arab Israelis, Druze, uh, Christians, uh, Chikasis, 
all of us, when it comes to, when it comes to us, there is massive, massive gaslighting. So we continue to fight and we continue to remind these organizations that they have failed in their mandate. They have failed not only our sisters as victims, but they have failed all women. Because how does a woman feel safe reporting gender-based violence or rape to any of these organizations but still have to think to herself, wait a second, does their identity politics or inner prejudice affect the way that they treat me when I report this incident? What's fascinating to me is you always look at, uh, as somebody covering a story, you always look at what the story is. And here the story seems to have shifted from the the in many ways through this through this Gaza uh, through this Hamas war it's shifted from the actual story to what it means in other words this story is very much a subtext or a substory to this is the global women's movements a subtext to to or a substory to Gaza is UNRWA and and we're seeing this all the time that the, the that there are these stories that are actually absolutely vital that that we look at because because they enabled it in some way in some way there's little doubt that Hamas got away with so much before in the in front of the United Nations that they knew they could get away with this Oh, absolutely. Not only has this war blown the lid on people's anti-Semitism, as Douglas Murray so brilliant, brilliantly said, you know, when you fire that flare, it illuminates all those around you. But it's absolutely blown apart thanks to the careful recording of it by our, uh, our soldiers as they advance further and further into Gaza. But it's blown apart everything that we've been telling you for years, not just about UNRWA, uh, but about the United Nations, the, the Red Cross, who managed to mention our hostages as a footnote to their visit yesterday, despite the fact that for now nearly uh, two months, We've been going on at them and going on at them and been go- going on at them and saying, make sure that our hostages are, re- are receiving proper medical care. They could barely bring themselves to mention it. Yesterday on Capitol Hill, university presidents excusing, saying that, you know, calling for the genocide of the Jews is context-based. Uh, so everything that we've been talking about has been absolutely blown up for the whole world to see. And if you cannot condemn what you are seeing, UNICEF's silence, UNRWA's complicity, the Red Cross's complicity, the World Health Organization's uh, hypocrisy, the blind eyes by uh, university presidents, you need to examine your own moral code and uh, your own code of ethics. Mm, mm. What is uh, what is the latest from the from the region? What is happening? In in Gaza overnight, and what uh, what do we hear? Well, we know that yesterday there were very, very heavy clashes around uh, the uh, cities of Khan Yunus and uh, Jabalia as IDF troops clashed uh, with Hamas. We know that Khan Yunus is a stronghold for Hamas. It is believed that Muhammad Def and uh, Yehia Sinwa 
are hiding out there in the tunnels. Uh, Israel preparing to flood those tunnels with seawater. And uh, also, unprecedented in the history of warfare, have we had an army say to the world, well, we'll take your advice and your constructive criticism on how we best protect civilians. But here we go, civilians. Here is the grid of neighborhoods in the south. This is where we will attack. This is where we won't attack. This is where you will be safe. Never before in the history of war or, or, or armed conflict has an army ever done that, which also impairs its uh, uh, strategic um, uh, strategic uh, offensive. But Israel has done that because that is what we are doing to try and ensure that as few civilian casualties in Gaza happen as humanly possible. Mm, absolutely. Rolene, Marks, thank you as always. And uh, personally, from me, thank you for a, a not just an incredible year, but particularly the last 61 days. We've dragged you in here at 6.35 every morning for our first report from Israel, which, in fact, we didn't even need to drag you. I hinted at it and you were there. So, uh, so well done to you. Thank you for immersing yourself, living the story, sharing your lived experience with us and, and bringing it to us in such a real and, and authentic manner. So, uh, uh, thank you for all of that. And, uh, I look forward to chatting to you on my return.